Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are presented by Stanley Law Offices and sponsored in part by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Camilla's Golf Club, CH Insurance, and Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, if your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales today. Route 11 in Central Square, all over the social media platforms. And I want to throw out a special welcome sponsorship uh, plug to Trey Walewski, my guy who I've known forever. He is the lead Under Armour golf rep in New York State. So if you're in and around New York State and you're playing golf at multiple courses and you walk in the pro shop and see the best gear ever made. I'm telling you, Under Armour is the best stuff. It, it, it just It's untouchable. The comfort, the feel, the fit, the look, the whole thing. Go get your Under Armour gear today in all of your New York State golf pro shops. Trey is hooking you up right now. Under Armour with Trey Walewski in New York State, all the golf pro shops. Go get it when you play all of your rounds. All right, look, let's do it. Football season's here, baby. Buffalo Bills 2023 season preview and I'm just going to throw it out there right now. One of the things I love, love, love that's going on is everybody's forgetting about the Bills, right? Last year at this time, what was it? Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Videos are out. Does Josh Allen need to do less for the Bills to achieve more? He's too reckless. Uh, McDermott's a terrible playoff coach, which part of that is actually true. Um, You know, there's all this sort of thing, right? Oh, the Diggs drama. They're not as good defensively. Von Miller 
Is it going to come back for a while? They can't get to the quarterback. The Dolphins are a better team than last year. The Jets are a Super Bowl favorite because they have Aaron Rodgers. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're the defending champs, and honestly, they are the trademark franchise to try and beat. But all this stuff that is being talked about, right? The offseason contract of Justin Herbert, the up-and-coming Jacksonville Jaguars, Lamar got paid, and the Ravens are going to be a tough out. What? The Steelers, they're not going anywhere. The Bengals are better than the Bills. I would take Mahomes or Burrow over Josh Allen. That's what a lot of pundits say. The Get Up Show, which is absolutely deplorable, by the way, and not because of this. It's just a horrible show hosted by Mike Greenberg on ESPN. It's an awful, awful television show. I've seen like maybe a minute or two in in my entire life, and I can't even flip it back on. It's so bad. They had a morning episode where everybody picked the Dolphins or the Jets. So keep it coming. That's where I want to be as a Bills fan. I want to be the underdog. I want to be underneath everybody. I want people to say that Josh Allen sucks. I want them to say that he's not as good as everybody else. I want them to say that Stephon Diggs' drama is going to cause problems and, and that there's all sorts of stuff going on. I want them to say a lot of things. Oh, the secondary's old. There's this, there's that. Bring it. The offensive line's no good. The Jets and Dolphins are a better team in the AFC East. They're going to miss the playoffs. That's what I want. Because last year, I think the Bills got to a point where they legitimately could not handle the hype and expectation situation. And can we also talk about even though it was no excuse to not show up against the Bengals at home in the postseason, where they had another opportunity, and Stephon Diggs alluded to this day one post-practice uh, presser about how they've had a lot of chances knocking on the door here, you know, to win a Super Bowl, 13 seconds would be one last year home game against the Bengals, perfect opportunity to get to the AFC Championship game. They've been knocking on that proverbial Super Bowl door, okay? All of those things have been true. No excuse not to show up against Cincinnati. However... Did any team last year have an excuse more than the Bills to run out of steam by the end? In no particular order. Kim Pagula, co-owner of the Bills, suffers massive health uh, problems and still is suffering from brain damage. DeMar Hamlin dies on the football field. They had to revive him. Josh Allen injury, elbow, Micah Hyde out for the year. Jordan Poyer, million injuries all year. Von Miller out for the year. Uh, Hello, all the snowstorms playing what? Three games in 12, 14-ish days. The travel twice in Detroit in a matter of five days as well. Uh, yeah, all of the adversity. All the way going back to the top shootings, the fires in Buffalo. I thought Dane Jackson broke his neck in, 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 in the Tennessee game. I was working that one for ESPN and Monday Night Football. I mean, I can go on and on and on with the Buffalo Bills. The Gabe Davis injury situation, which prevented him from doing a lot. So the Bills faced adversity times a million. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse to not show up against Cincinnati, but if you had to say what team, you know, deserves an excuse more than any other, I'd probably, I mean, come on, like, this is not a subjective take. This is an objective take and a fact as well. Meanwhile, the schedule, here's where I land on the Bills. I got the Buffalo Bills going 11 and 7. I can't take them to pick, I, I can't take them to win more games because the schedule is so freaking hard, Right. I want to go 12 and 5. I really do. Or excuse me, 11 and 6. What the hell? Come on, go to math class, kid. 12 and 5. Mm, it seems like it's a little difficult to win um, to win 12 games with this schedule. At Jets to start at Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers, all that divisional game going to be wicked tough. I do think that the Jets are a major, major factor. I do. But people just throwing the division to them, you know, show me. Right, show me first. Still a tough game. Home for the Raiders should be a win for the Bills. Again, I'm not doing win-loss-loss win. I'm just talking about the schedule 
hypotheticals and all the rest. At Washington, should be a win. Home for Miami, toss-up game. Home for Jacksonville, it eh, could be a toss-up game. Home for the Giants, I'd like to think that that should be a win. At New England and home for Tampa, I'd like to think that that should be a win. Then things get very daunting, and, and I think the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, eight games, the first eight games of the year, really is where the Bills need to butter the bread, right? I would love for the Buffalo Bills to be 6-2 and two or 7-1 and one heading into the Sunday night game on NBC. Can you imagine the raucous crowd and all the rest at Cincinnati, a possible AFC championship preview? The Bills at 6-2 and two or 7-1, and one, you got to be one of those records because you go at Cincinnati. Then you've got Denver at home with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson coming into town. You host the Jets, another tough game divisional-wise, and a rematch from week one. Then you go at freaking Philadelphia, man. Then a bye week. And then at KC, Dallas at home, at the Chargers, New England at home, and at Miami. That is brutal. Now, I do like where the bye week is in week 13. A little bit later, my perfect bye week situation isn't even really halfway through the season. I would prefer it somewhere in like week 11, 10-11-ish, 13 a bit late. However, if you can weather the storm and you can stay relatively healthy, that's huge because you got two weeks to prepare for Kansas City. The game before the bye week is on the East Coast. That's a quick hour flight from Buffalo to Philadelphia. You get back, you sleep in your own bed for two weeks, you rest and recoup, you, you, know, you got the ice baths and the hot tubs and all the rest. You're two weeks at home, then you travel to Kansas City. That's huge. And even though the Bills are on prime time, Week one, they're, you know, prime time against, uh, you know, you got the London game against the Jaguars. You've got the NBC game against the Giants. You got prime video, Thursday Buccaneers, NBC Bengals, ESPN Denver. Uh, I mean, come on, they're on prime time and, and all these big games all the time, right? Peacock on that Saturday game before Christmas against the Chargers, right? All of those things, and let's be honest, the Dolphins game at the end of the year, that might get flexed because of where the two teams are. Despite all of the prime time and odd games, I'm a Sunday one o'clocker, by the way, you know, under all costs. However, when you loop in all these prime timers and you loop in all the odd games, non-Sunday one o'clock, non-Sunday 425 at home, I think the schedule sets up nicely for the Bills where you can rest and recoup. Even the London game, even the London game, again, 930 in the morning, you play that game, that's 930 Eastern, you play it two, three... You get back late after you get the five-hour flight, but you're home the next week against Daniel Jones, okay? So a lot of this sets up nicely for the Bills in terms of how the, 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 the bread could be buttered. And again, the first eight games of the year get me to 6-2 and two at the very least. I'm going to break down more of the Bills' schedule, talk roster, talk expectations, talk you know projections and all the rest next on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by CH Insurance, they're always in your corner. Mike Lindsley back with you. It's the ML Sports Platter brought to you by your great, great friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a big tip of the cap, thank you as well. The Barks and Rec Doggy Day, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our awesome friends at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. So, again, 11-6 and six for the Bills. Um, you know, as far as roster goes, you know, I, I, like, I like what they did in the offseason to build around Josh Allen, right? Um, you know, in, 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 in the draft, they go out and get Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. Awesome stuff. Another option. They can put him in the slot, move him around a little bit on the boundary. This is obviously a huge year for Ken Dorsey, as we know. Um, you know, it's going to be very important for Dorsey to kind of expand the playbook. I would like to see them get those long, delayed, fake handoffs 
you know, Allen going one way, let's say handing it to James Cook or a Harris or whoever, and then rolling him around and just having him survey the field more and longer because that was one of the staples of Dable where he'd put Allen out there, give him more time to look at it and, and, and survey. Um, you know, he's going to have a lot of toys this year, right? You got Diggs, you got a healthy Davis, you've got Kincaid, you got Dawson Knox, you can dump it off screen game and all the rest. So, uh, you know, they went out and got a bunch of free agents as well. We'll get to them in a second. Osiris Torrance, a guard out of Florida. Again, great stuff, versatile, plays guard and center. Um, Dorian Williams, inside linebacker. Tulane, I think they'll try to find some room for him, uh, you know, to, to share with uh, others in, in terms of making up the, for the production of Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Justin Shorter, who knows, he could compete. Uh, offensive guard out of Ole Miss, Nick Broker, just a depth piece there. And then Oregon State's Alex Austin at corner. But the Bills, they went out and got a lot of guys. I mean, they went out and got big-time players. They got Damian Harris, a running back, who I think is going to be a big goal-line guy for them. He was a star in New England. Um, you know, they went out and got Deontay Hardy, a wide receiver, um, you know, who's, who's, who's days with the Saints, quick, fast, shifty. He's only 25. I love that move. I freaking love it. You still have Khalil Shakir who's growing into his own. They pick up Trent Sherfield, the former Dolphin, who's only 27. Again, a lot of these guys are young, they're hungry, and they can compete for spots. I already alluded to the tight end situation, and I think the offensive line could be dominant this year. I don't think they will be in the beginning, but I think they have the potential to be dominant with, you know, the guys they have. I mean, Deion Dawkins, eh, mini step back last year, still a franchise uh, tackle. He's at left tackle. You know, you, you got that left guard spot. They, they committed in free agency to Connor McGovern. I think he's going to be great, and he's only 25 years old, for God's sakes. Mitch Morris, if he can stay healthy with the head and the concussion situation, we know how capable he is of anchoring the line. And then that right guard spot, and as I record this, you know, it hasn't been awarded to anybody, but Ryan Bates and a bunch of depth there with the Ike Buckers of the world, that looks pretty good. And oh, by the way, they did not go out and get any right tackles. We thought they might. Why? Because they are giving the keys to Spencer Brown, to the right tackle kingdom, they believe in Spencer Brown. Now, defensively, the Bills have got to get after the quarterback better. They did at times last year, but this front line, we're looking at you, and I'm not going down the whole, well, it's a rookie thing. I did that a little bit last year, and then I said, well, maybe they should be able to do more right away. I kind of fell in the middle. I'm all the way to, dude, it's time, because George Karloftis plays for the Bills, and the Bills are to blame for some of this because they don't give rookies enough time to just play and freaking show themselves. Well, the Chiefs, Pacheco, running back in the seventh round out of Rutgers, he was effective in the postseason. George Karloff, this defensive end out of Purdue, he was effective from the jump. They give time to their rookies. They let them play. Sky Moore, wide receiver, same thing. Instant success and connection with Patrick Mahomes. It's time to play the young guys, and it's time to get them going right out of the draft. Now, though, these guys are seasoned after one or two seasons. Boogie Basham, and again, I don't know if some of these guys are going to make the roster, but Boogie Basham, A.J. Epinesa, they're still high on these guys. What about Kingsley Jonathan out of Syracuse going into his third year? I think it was the Bears game last year. He was very productive. We know Shaq Lawson at this point is a veteran. Greg Rousseau, no excuses this year. He should be dominant. Uh, you know, Ilyanku even, a defensive tackle, should do some things. Guys up front, they pick up Puna Four, defensive tackle. Daquan Jones, a big year last year. At Oliver, just gave him the big deal. Let's see what you got, big boy. Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips. Like, this defensive line needs to come to play every week and get after the quarterback. And they play a lot of them. They play Jalen Hurts. They play Aaron Rodgers. They play Tua Tunga Viola. You know, they play Patrick Mahomes. They play Joe Burrow. They play Justin Herbert. Like, you need to get after these guys. 
Uh, you know, I think the underrated signing of the offseason was Leonard Floyd. I think he's going to really help him as a hybrid linebacker. They get him on a one-year deal. He's If he plays great and helps the Bills in big ways, he's going to get that one final deal off of that. I like their linebacker depth this year. Um, obviously, we're waiting for Von Miller to get back, but, you know, Matikiewicz is more of a special teams guy. But, like, you've got A.J. Klein. I know that Tremaine Edmonds is gone, and that's a huge hole. However, they're looking at Terrell Bernard going into his third year out of Baylor, Tyrell Dodson going into his fifth year out of A&M. You know, they're looking at those guys to be really, really, really productive. Um, actually, hang on a second. 17, so it would have been 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 20. You know what? The year I'm reading on the right side, going into their, they're going into their, their sixth year, uh, or Allen's going into his sixth year. So let me go back down to the defense. They've changed it on a couple of the, the, the Bills' homepages on these sites. The year on the right isn't how many they've played. It's the year that they're going into. And so that means that Bernard's going into year two. Dotson's going into year four. You know, Leonard Floyd's going into year seven. It seems like he's been in the league forever. He's only still 30 years old. But maybe it's a Dotson, Bernard, A.J. Klein, you know, kind of world to make up for that production of Edmonds. And I'm telling you right now, the rookie out of, uh, of Tulane, Dorian Williams, they picked him for the reason, I think, of getting some time. Christian Benford's going to be interesting. He's a corner. Maybe he plays a little safety. He's kind of the hybrid guy. I think Kyrie Elam's going to be the starting CB2 opposite Trey White. And then, obviously, Dane Jackson's there. We know the safeties with Poyer and Hyde. If they can stay healthy, look out. They need Trey White to be Trey White. And, of course, they have a lot of depth behind those guys uh, with Hyde and Poyer. you got Taylor Rath. you got a lot of people involved here. Dean Marlowe is a staple for this team. So the defense, I think, can be really, really good. Sean McDermott calling the plays. Sean McDermott is adding the defensive coordinator duties to the head coaching duties. This is going to be a huge year for the Buffalo Bills. This is one more year where the window is open, but it does feel like it's a little tighter um, you know, than before. I still think a couple years ago when the Bills let that game get away in Kansas City, I still think that that was their best team that they've had under Bean, McDermott, Allen, you know, this whole group, Stephon Diggs and all the rest, but still an opportunity to win. Schedule's really tough. I think they win the AFC East. I think that they make it, man, I don't think that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I hope clearly that they do, but I think that if they can stay healthy, here are the three keys. They got to stay healthy. They got to fight the adversity again, and they got to fight the doubters. And I think that maybe getting doubted this year, as opposed to just handing the Bills a Super Bowl trophy, maybe that could do it. I would hire somebody for $200,000 in the organization just to go on social media and print all of the anti Bill stuff and tack up 10 to 15 things on walls. Not that they need the motivation, but it might help. And tack it all the way around on every locker you could freaking find. Allen digs the big guys who get pissed off at that kind of stuff. Von Miller, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, they get so pissed at that kind of stuff. I would literally pay somebody to do that. And frankly, if the Bills can do those things, they can be right there to win it all. We know that it's a loaded AFC. We know that there's a million teams and a million great head coaches and a million great quarterbacks, but the Bills are one of those teams. And it's still there for the taking. The preseason games, by the way, are home for the Colts, at the Steelers, at the Chicago Bears. I can't wait for football. I think the Bills go 11-6. and six. They win the division, but fall a little bit short. I think maybe they lose divisional round or AFC championship game. 
Clearly, I hope I'm wrong. I think that the Bills are better, however, than every single team in the AFC going in. I think their roster, except the Chiefs. I think they're better than everybody but the Chiefs because I think their roster is better than last year's. I literally think, though, it's number one Chiefs, 1A uh, Bills, 1B Bengals. I mean, I think that it's that tight for, for the second spot behind Kansas City. But gosh, I mean, the Bills have it right in front of them. Let's see what they can do. Let's see what they can bring to the table. ML Sports Platter brought to you by the Al and Angus Pub, Bowers & Company CPAs, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and Trey Walewski, Under Armour Golf. If you're in and around New York State, make sure you shop inside the pro shops at all the golf courses in New York State. Pick up your Under Armour polos, your quarter zips, your hats, and all that. Trey Walewski of Under Armour is the official golf rep of the ML Sports Platter in New York State for your pro shops across golf courses across New York State. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.